Yeah, let's get this train rolling. Yeet. Hey, everybody out there, listeners, welcome to episode 153 of uh, Pixel Raiders Land <laughs> you had a stroke Party for a Podcast. Second, you like forgot what you're doing in the middle of the cast? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm your host, morning. Antonio. Uh, I am also a host, uh, Tristan. And I am also Tristan. The first one is not actually Tristan. His name is Willie Do. This is a huge surprise to me. William. <laughs> don't tell his parents that. Yeah, they don't know that. William. They don't know who I am. That's because you were adopted. <laughs> you know what would be really shattering right now is if I was adopted and I told you that. What if I you, wouldn't what feel if bad. you didn't know you were adopted, but your mom listened to this cast? And, and she then she was like, oh, no. She was like, oh, shit. Out. The secret's out. I have to now have a long, heartfelt conversation about it. Um, or, or if she didn't have the conversation and just like kept it super weird and awkward at holidays and stuff. Yes. <laughs> different than the other times. Yep. JK lol. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> good morning. Happy whatever day you're listening to us but for us it's saturday and it's a beautiful afternoon in dude it is so unnaturally warm right now new york city terrified and the world is on fire okay well it was naturally warm yesterday and the day before today Mm. it's kind of cold is it cold today i'm enjoying this low level like mariachi music that somebody has going and i really am hoping that it's non- uh, license so that we don't get sued later. It is not me. I don't know where it's coming from. Oh, oh is that outside your place? No, I think it's I think it's Triss. Oh, <laughs> the real right? Triss. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it feels like fourteen degrees right now. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's mad cold, but it's really nice. Anyway, long story short, we have a great episode coming up because we've got a lot to talk about. Good stuff in the news and interesting games that Good. are potentially challenging some very annoying trend-setting games. And by annoying, I mean I just don't play them and I'm an old curmudgeon and not that they're bad. They're actually quite good. Um, So we're going to talk about that. I want to know how y'all have been doing, and then I want to know how y'all have been spending your time with video games this week. Um, Oh, I'll go first. Yeah, why don't you go first? All right. I'm doing good. Uh, I I was sick this week, so um, I was going to bed really early, earlier than I usually ever go to bed. Like at least 11 Mm. o'clock. No, no, I didn't even make it to 11. I made it to like 9 at one point. That's pretty good. 10. Uh, anyway, so I've been playing uh, the two same games. Um, still rocking that fantasy life. Life. Mm-hmm. Um, switched over to the mining class. I am like 200 experience away from getting expert, and then I'm going to switch over to something else. Right. I am level like 27 now. Uh, I really progressed very fast in a week um and it sounds like it yeah loving that game i was i was tempted i was oh so tempted to pick up yokai watch 3 mm. but i didn't because i had to i had to wrestle with myself and be like listen you're gonna spend 40 bucks or 30 bucks if you get it at best buy which you know you won't because you're lazy you don't feel like picking up a game cartridge that's right you're going to spend 40, 44, 45 with New York tax on this game. And you're going to be like, you're going to play it for a couple hours. You're going to be like, all right, this is boring. I'm going to play Fantasy Life again. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do just like Tris said. And you're going to get Yokai Watch 4 when it comes out. Because that looks like it's more of a regular traditional battle. 
No, I don't think Will will get Yokai Watch 4. I will not be getting Yokai Watch I think if Will gets Pokemon proper when it comes out, that would be a miracle. Yeah, uh, I also probably will not get Pokemon proper by, when it comes by out. You, That's I, blasphemy. By you, I meant me. I was, I was oh, talking about yeah. it in my own head. But yeah, if Will, will would not get Yokai no, Watch 4. Um, <clears throat> I'm saying, as in myself, like, you will get Yokai Watch 4. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, still loving that game. Super charming. I mean, I can't talk about it enough. Uh, I've also been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 exclusively. I am what looks like two, maybe three worlds left, and then I'm done the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to spoil things, but there are two worlds that are my favorites so far because... They switch up the gameplay so significantly into something more fun mm-hmm. um, that it kind of, as much as I love the other worlds and their stories, it it kind of makes them feel a whole new level of sameness because they don't switch up the gameplay at all, and each each location is kind of like the last as far as like battling enemies. Like it, there's, it's still a really really good game. Don't get me wrong, but. These two worlds in particular are just so stand out so much because of how they switch things up in kind of an exciting way. Right. Um, so, yes, I don't want to go into any more details. Um, but that game is just really good. Uh, you know, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how the first couple hours they felt like it was nothing but mashing A, mashing A, mashing A mm-hmm. until, like I said last week, until. You know, they unlocked these other keyblades, and then you have the ability to switch them. And then you're bouncing back and forth between switching keyblades on the fly and using magic mixed with with melee. Um, and then you're doing your summons, and then you're like ultra summons. Mm-hmm. Um, and that level of variation really adds some fun depth to the combat system, uh, which I'm really enjoying. Again, I would still like you know some more modern things to be added in the next inevitable series, whatever they're gonna call it. I was gonna say trilogy, but mm. they'll probably have like ten games all weirdly intertwined. Uh, but yeah, still loving that game. Really good. Um, just so goddamn charming. That's very <laughs> you know, good. just like I mean, the voice acting can definitely be cringeworthy. At not times. The, okay, so not the voice acting, but the just the script. delivery and the, the script. script yeah. is just very. I don't know. It's we say this as thirty-year-olds trying to play a game for children. So you know, that's true. Take it with yeah. yourself. You know, this this is not this is not your God of War, epic adult fantasy quest. This is yeah. Take this a as game starring co-starring Mickey Mouse. So. Take this as when you read all those IMDb critic reviews of kids' movies that are right. for kids. Like, take this kind of like that. Like, this movie had no substance. I yeah. can't believe the Grinch was so grumpy the whole time. What's his problem? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you guys know. It's just it's just mm-hmm. so fun. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain. <clears throat> Pretty sure that's it. Yeah, that's it. Nice man. Um, well, maybe I'll go next, because I know that uh, Tris has got some interesting stuff that I want to hear about. This is introducing William! <laughs> uh, so, I have been playing a couple of different things. I uh, recently picked up a PlayStation VR headset from Danny. I think oh, I talked about shoot. this last time I was on the cast. 
Uh, but I have added a good number of games to the library, and I've been playing through those. Um, so one of the first things I picked up was Cat Lateral Damage. Uh, uh, it was on sale, and so I picked I it up. I got it on sale, what too. Is, what is this game? Cat, cat Lateral Damage. Oh, I know what you said. I just need to know what, what you're talking about. Oh, oh, I understand. So the game is you play in first-person view a cat, Okay. Uh, and the premise is your owners have refused to feed you uh, FPS, your favorite treat. Cat game. FPS cat FPS-C. game. FPSC. FPSC, and you're going around, and your way of getting back at them is to wreck the entire house. So you jump up for? on it's it's on PSVR, it's on Steam, oh. it's on a couple of different things. You can play it without a VR headset. You can play it with just a controller. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna be honest with you. In my opinion, it's better without the VR. I actually agree. It's better without the VR. Well, I, no, you have uh, to download the DLC to make it VR compatible. Yeah, it's free DLC. Wait, it's free DLC. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. Yeah, it's like it, you get the main game, cat lateral damage. It's and then you download the DLCs to use the move controllers. Kind of like headset. tacked on. I don't like the move controller controls with it. I prefer playing with the regular controller myself. Yeah. But it is an interesting game, and the concept is you jump up on these countertops and just start shoving books on the floor with your paw, and like the two controls are right trigger is bat shit off to the left, and left trigger is bat shit off to the right. Like you know your okay. paw is moving in. I can dig it. It's really fun. It seems accurate. To and, the, and the music is really catchy. So you're like just jamming out to these chip tunes, jumping up on stuff. And there's like a timer if you play on the story mode. Uh, and you just smash things. And it's really satisfying to see all these like plates and dishes and cups and, you know, whatever where hit the floor and then <laughs> yeah. like know that you're doing a great job destroying the house as a cat and just being a total asshole. And like that's the whole point of the game. Mm-hmm. Cat lateral damage. Totally worth it. I got it for, I think, three or four bucks. On the PSN Essential sale, um, so I picked that up. I think that's still going on, but you could definitely get it for Steam. And if you got it for Steam, at lateral, it's two forty nine. Okay, yeah, on Steam. So there's really no reason not to get it for Steam. Two dollars and fifty cents. Yes. Oh. Down from ten, it's on sale seventy five percent. It will go on until Monday at the end of the. Um, so you know, time Lunar New cast. Year's sale. Yeah, well, if you listen to it in the morning, it should still be up. Um, and the Cat Lateral Damage VR is free. Uh, I think it's about 4 bucks on PSN, but still. Uh, great game. Great game. So I've been playing that. I also picked up Static for PSVR. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio, I remember you talking about this a long time ago. And it's sort of a, a game where you are a test subject in a chair holding, or rather having your hands trapped in a box. Uh, and the boxes are different. They have different mechanics. They are different puzzles. And they involve comboing the buttons on your controller that make things happen on the box that's locking your hands in place. Yeah, what's cool about it is each yeah. box, uh, the, controllers, the controller buttons will do different things. And part of the fun is... Hitting each button and figuring out what it corresponds to on that puzzle box. And how to solve it, right. Yeah. So it's some like of those, you ha- some sometimes of those... you have to hold X and left trigger and then push up on the control stick to dude, move some of those puzzles something took me, out of the way. Some of those puzzles took me a bit in the late game. Yeah, dude. Well, I beat it then. I also got, in the late game, I got a little weird into like the secret messaging. So like I tried yeah. to decon- deconstruct one of the words in the code on the back of the box on the barcode. 
and it does correlate to a word, but it didn't unlock what I needed to. So then I was struggling to figure out what the second code was on the bottom, and I couldn't figure that shit out. Uh, and then I, I actually ended up ignoring the first clue that's like really obvious in the room <laughs> because I was trying to figure out what the box said, mm-hmm. uh, and I spent far too long in there. But it was really interesting. And then if you get all the way through the game, you're presented sort of with, with this ongoing puzzle cube mm-hmm. that is move controller based, and you have to like put together this box out like of these spin pieces, and rotate it, yeah. spin and rotate it, and put them together. And if you figure that out, it unlocks this final mission with the mm-hmm. final box, uh, and that was a true head fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> I really right? enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. Like, if you get there, it's awesome. Um, I knew you'd love that game. But, oh my lord, that final... Like, everything about that game is really interesting, and then I finally figured, figured out the puzzle cube, got to the final mission, completely messed with my head. Uh, great, great ending to that game. Solid title. I really enjoy it. It's called Static for PSVR. It is a VR-only game. You do need a headset to play this. Um, but it's a really well done one. So and, you say, uh, so have you so far, you'd say you've gotten your mileage worth out of this PSVR? 100%, 100%. It has been really worth it. I'm going to continue to play PSVR games, no regrets. Have you tried Thumper yet? I did try Thumper. That was the that next one on my great. list. I got, I got, I got that Thumper. Game is, that game is like I got lost in there for VR. two hours, dude. That shit was yeah. awesome. That game's really like, tense yeah it yeah. is like you feel like you're having a heart attack the whole time you kind of do time. i didn't i didn't think that i was gonna really i like i always knew i was gonna enjoy it and i wanted to get it on on switch when i saw it and then everyone was like don't get it on switch and then i saw it came out on phone and i was like should i get it on phone and you're like don't get it on phone and then i finally got this psvr and the first thing i did was i got that game because it was also in the sale um and i i got lost in it for like two hours and it's just it it flows into itself so easily and you just kind of want to keep rolling on the track. It feels yeah. like, like I didn't think, it's like a single line guitar hero. It's it's one of those things, sort of like super intensely super hot, awesome. Where yeah. it's like, oh, you can you can play it other places, but VR is definitely the place. Yeah, the yeah. place you want to play it. It's it's one. It's interesting because Tris and I played Thumper <laughs> Indiecade like two three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before it ever hit VR, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I had a similar experience with uh, Super Hot. Came you know came out long before VR. Got a code for it. Wrote up a review. Really cool game. Mm-hmm. Both those games coming out in VR, like I'll, I'll never want to go back to playing them in 2D again. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you I mean, don't have access listen, to VR, they're, and it, you still they're still amazing. Super hot. Yes, play that. Play that game. Super hot is that game needs to be rad. played anyways. But super hot VR just takes it to this level of holy crap, immersive, like almost like training in the matrix type thing yeah i'm legit gonna charge up my psvr uh psvr yeah. move controllers and play that today i wanted to get it but it's not on sale and so i'm like well if it's not on sale i can wait until later i've got because i think it's like what 40 no 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 it's 20 20 how long it's do re- the batteries last in your psvr controllers your moves in my move sets um a couple hours a couple i mean hours, like four or five yeah i will i will say i haven't used the move controllers super a lot um, not for lack of interest, but because of the way my uh, setup is, I have, have a, space. I have a projector, which means that the PlayStation has to sit underneath the projector, which means that the camera cannot be far enough away from me to make myself in the center of the where I need to stand circle. Mm. Like, it's real close, but it's, it's a little too close for some games. So, uh, for example, 
a game I really want to get into is, um, and I own, but I haven't been able to play very much, is Job Simulator. Mm-hmm. But Job Simulator is like stand back in the center of the circle, yeah. and when you're ready, hit the buttons. And so I can spoof it by leaning my head all the way back against the wall and holding both move controllers back <laughs> up against the surface of the wall. And then I can click the buttons and it'll let me in the game. But then I'm like a full foot into the desk and I have to lean back to like get my head outside the desk and I have to put my he- hands above my shoulders. It's like ridiculous. Anyway. It's a shame they don't make super long yeah. HDMI cables or something, you know? No, for the no, they don't for the camera. The camera is the problem. No, I'm saying you can move your PS4 to the other side. I have a puppy. That is insane. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that shit. But I can. Uh, I mean, the way that my system works, it's just not feasible. Yeah. If I if I were to do it, and I really wanted to play, what I would do is set the camera up on the table and then stand at the other end of the room, because uh, the headset cables are long. Well, for that to go game, there. it's better to stand anyway, especially I, when you're I in totally like the agree. kitchen area and stuff. Yeah, I'll have to do it with just the projector off and just play only in the headset. But it's, it's cool. I'm show. I'm excited for the sequel. Yeah, I'll definitely be vacation that. simulator. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Apply are they, sunscreen. Are the simulator games Good just job. expansions now. You have tanned. I'm fine with it. I think they so. are. Uh, but they're really. I mean, it's it's a fun concept. So I've been playing that a little bit. Do not, you love to much. job? Do you enjoy your job? Promotion. 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 Promote. Anyway, cook the books. <laughs> <laughs> that book is solidly cooked. Nice job. Let's move to the next tab. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I have been also enjoying Star Trek Bridge Crew. Omar and I and Tris got down yeah, on some good time. STBC. Um, mm. And dude, let's play that again because that was awesome. Now, that was is that fun. cross-platform? Yeah. Because I played it for That's PC. Cool. They were yeah. From, uh, and you don't need a uses, PlayStation helmet to play it. It uses your Uplay roster to oh. connect each other. So I couldn't tell that uh, Omar was on because I never I didn't know it was an Ubi game. Him, but, yep. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah, dude. Um, That's cool. Been playing that. I picked up the Next Generation DLC. Uh, for me, it's totally worth it because I'm a huge Next Generation fan. Uh, and as much as I enjoy playing on the TOS ship, I really love uh, feeling like I'm captaining the bridge of the actual Enterprise, like, you know, the D edition. Mm-hmm. Um they also have the original series ship built into the game, which I guess was an add-on DLC that they just gave out for free. And if you go in there, you have to keep the overlay on because nothing is labeled. Like, none of the buttons have words. And because it's the old-style crew, it it has this, like, big paper cutout of the radar dish. It's really hard to navigate wherever you're going. Like, the control schema is, like pins and leds that light up as you get close to shit it's awesome don't get me wrong but you kind of have to really want to be in that mindset to go to the actual tos ship the original series very cool i want to play it single player and see how i do before i bring a crew in there because when we tried to do it with some other teams they were like fuck this i'm out and they all they all logged out right away um but the main game's solid, and then if Tris, if you wanted to get the next generation DLC, we could play in there. I think it's fun, but I don't have to play it there to play with you that way. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, we should definitely play again. And then I have also, and the final thing I've been playing, is a Celeste's uh, 100% run. Oh, uh, I have been running through Celeste on Switch with my Pro Controller. Uh, as of this moment, let me give you a quick report report card time because i think it's important to do that oh i don't want to quit my run to do that mm. oh i don't took a photo don't i took a photo i took a photo 
because I knew that I was going to bring this up at some point. Okay, let's see where my stats are. Okay, I have been playing Celeste on my main save for 28 hours. Wait, is it 28 days? 28, 15, 30, 0.49. Yeah, no, 28 hours. It's a long time. I have uh, all of the Crystal Hearts for the main levels. I have all of the B-side tapes. Uh, and I have four out of... Four, five, six, seven. Four out of eight uh, of the B-side tape completed. So I'm on the fifth B-side tape, uh, and I have all strawberries. So, and I have died six thousand four hundred twenty-eight times as of the screenshot, which I know is way more than that now that I've continued. Uh, it's awesome. I am working on completing that before I do the core. I am excited so much about the new Celeste DLC that's coming out, which I know doesn't include more strawberries, but it's like its own little standalone <clears throat> extra is it level a full free campaign, or is it like yeah, it's like a full campaign expansion map. So it has story and everything. It's it has not just story. Levels. Yeah, um, and I understand that it's free for all players who own Celeste. Oh, really? Um, yep, it's yeah. just it's just included. So look forward to that as a free update coming out. That game was so fun. Very soon, dude. It's so good. And going back in it, I'll tell you something. I. I played through to get all the strawberries first just to get my levels up so that I could handle the B-side tapes. Mm -hmm. And now that I did that, I feel confident going into the B-sides and clearing them. It's just really time-consuming because each of them is really difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but it turns out, if you clear the level from start to finish without quitting and saving and going back, or saving, quitting, and going back in, you add a marker to your like full completion list and there is a list of full completions and there are also golden strawberries and a golden strawberry you can get by collecting it at the start of every level after you've beaten the game one time okay and at the start of the level it's a floating golden strawberry and the way that it works is you collect it right off the first screen and then you cannot die cool to bag it so if you go through the entire level without dying one time, then you bag the strawberry. And if you don't, you have to start again at the beginning to recollect it. Uh, those are impossible. And I'm going to say that straight up. Those are impossible without using the support assist mode. Mm -hmm. um, the save file that I have been using does not have support assist enabled. It is a, it is a uh, regular, like, you know, get good noob kind of save. Um, but it is not possible to collect those golden strawberries, I believe, uh, and the people who write the wiki and the director of the game believe without using support assist. So any of the people who have said out there, you know, hey, I got all the golden strawbs on a regular account and it wasn't that hard and whatever, here's my YouTube, um, are almost certainly lying. And it is very hard to prove that unless they live stream it and nobody has live streamed it. So, oh, really? Yeah, it's not doable. Okay. Um, so in case you're out there thinking, I'm going to get those gold straws, totally fine. Do it on support mode. Don't kill yourself over it. It is not possible to get them, in my opinion, and pretty much everybody else's opinion, unless you're willing to prove it. And if you can't prove it, then why are you doing it? So right. uh, <laughs> that's just my two cents. Uh, but it's awesome. So I'm loving Celeste. Happy I went back in. Totally recommend giving another look. It is just as good the second time. Um so yeah that's what i've been playing tris you want to talk about the new stuff oh man i've been playing so many things like my plan was just to exclusively play kingdom hearts still i know you because you picked that, that up and it was 
Can you talk about it a little bit? Because I want to know, like, you in the most are... basic, too long, didn't read, don't care version of Kingdom Hearts 3, why did, am I interested in this Did game? you listen to last week's cast at all? I did, I did not. You should listen to last week's cast. We Does spent, it go all the way into it? I, I think at the... At, at the convenience of our listeners, okay. I won't spend any more time gushing about it because last week was very, very involved. All right, so I'll, I'll um, listen to I last week's cast. I would just say go ahead and, and listen to last week's cast and then follow yeah. up. Okay. Uh, that said, um, just things came out this week, like a lot of things, um, and they just kind of stole my attention. Mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost, Wargroove finally came out. Yeah. So I've been playing a bunch of that, uh, downloaded it day one. Um, it's available on everything that is not a PlayStation right now. For free? Uh, not for free. No. It is a it is a, a game. Uh, but it's a very good game. And it's basically Advance Wars, but not Advance Wars. Right. Um, takes like medieval combat. So, uh, you know, instead of tanks and soldiers with guns, you have uh, soldiers with swords and wizards and dragons and stuff like that. Um, but mm. it's all the same basic, you know, you take turns building armies, moving across this grid-based uh, map and, you know, trying to conquer the other armies. Um, the amazing thing about that game is it's sort of the game that me and my friends have been asking for for as long as online gaming has been mainstream because mm -hmm. it's completely online. And it supports multiplayer. So we can have these epic advanced war type battles that we used to have to be in the same exact room for, but now we don't. Um, and I was concerned at first a little bit because these are very time consuming uh, battles. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's a strategy game. So you don't sit down and play Risk or Settlers of Catan in 20 minutes and expect to be good. It's the same type of idea there. Mm hmm. But they have this amazing implementation where, and I don't know how they pull this off, it must just ping the host of the, of the platform or something whenever they're online, but you don't actually have to remain in the game to keep the game going. Oh, shit. It just keeps a, a cue of whose turn it is, and you can just pop in and they'll say, okay, it's your turn, make your move. And then it pings up with everybody else, so you can actually be... Kind of it's almost, almost like words with friends. Sort of, yeah. Used you can to be juggling used to multiple different battles with multiple people uh, and and just keep it going. And this is amazing because it allows for extended play for these battles. You know, like, there, there are, we're adults and we have very full schedules. So the chances of us being able to sit down for three or four hours at a time is pretty rare. Hmm. But this implementation makes it so much more palatable and so much easier to do that it's almost like a no-brainer if you're this type of game fan um i thought that was know, a really cool touch it's I, amazing and we didn't even realize it like we only figured it out like at, we started doing a battle and we started at like 9 30 at night and i had to get up for work the next morning so i was like guys i i gotta surrender i can't do this and so like i quit out and then they figured like they figured out that oh this battle's still going on and we're taking turns, and it just stays on your roster. And it was just like this amazing discovery of like, I don't know how this isn't their flagship advertised feature. Because That's the thing; so they're amazing. not really talking about it. It's I, I I had read something about it, but I thought that it was like, I thought that maybe it was like multiple 
I, I've never played the game, so I thought maybe it was multiple stages. Like yeah. you could do multiple battles in the campaign. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But online is that's incredible. It's it's really cool. Um, on top of that, it's cr- it's crossplay right out of the box. So if I have it on Switch, I can play with people on PC. I can play with people on Xbox uh, because it all uses the same kind of code system. So whoever's hosting the battle just gives out their code. Mm-hmm. People type it in and then they join up, and you start the battle. Uh, so you can play it with anybody on any platform as long as you have it, which is amazing and very Now, do you think you could play, like, I don't know why you'd want to do this, but could you play on your Switch on the go and then on your Xbox at home? I mean, you're going to trade off into the same no, battle? You couldn't do that because at that point it's recognizing as two different players. As a second player? Okay, that's what I thought. And two different players. And you're yeah. not using, you're okay. not using like, a unified account system. If they ever implemented something like that. Um, like, that was kind of, like, my first... Thing was like oh imagine if there was a and as much as i am not a mobile game person this is the type of game where i would be like wow if this was on phones and i could just take my turn in this long long standing battle while i'm at work taking a poop uh that would be amazing incredible and then i could come home and pick it up on my switch or my pc <laughs> but they would be sorry mm-hmm. they would need a, a unified account system for that and that's yeah. not currently present that's a lot of work too you know right uh, People are it's like, oh, a, yeah, just, of, just make a, a unified account it's, system. It's a sort of monetary investment that I don't know that they were certain of. But yeah, it turns yeah. out this game this game regained dev cost in three days of sales. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's awesome. They broke even in three days, which is oh, amazing. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Um, the the um, anim- I, I'm actually kind of interested that those type of games normally aren't really my thing. But mm-hmm. um, I've played a couple here and there. Actually, I got into it on iPad of all places, but um, I'm I really dig the art style and everything. Yeah, and I'm kind it of looks, I'm kind of it interested. It looks beautiful. You know, it's like still trying to replicate that GBA type aesthetic. Yeah, I see awesome. that. My one complaint so far about the game is the animations sort of take a little too long, and it's something that the devs have already addressed. They're like, we're making a way to skip it. Um, or not skip I, it, but speed it up. I was going to say, I feel like that'll get one of those updates like when Nintendo released Project Steam. Yeah. Um, that was the biggest complaint too, was that was even worse because uh, we, I mean, I mean, it was probably the same thing, but you'd watch all these enemies take long animations and, and turns. You can, you can set the games up so it's like, okay, there are no animations unless it's your turn or there are no animations, animations unless it's a commander of the battle doing uh, a turn. I feel like and that's so there, no there are fun, ways though. to kind of subvert that, but that's no fun, exactly though. like you said. And the thing with it is like when, with Advance Wars, when Intelligent System made Advance Wars, they made the the battle animations. They're maybe three seconds long max, so it's almost over before you even have time to process what happened, uh, and that keeps the flow going really well. Where these guys are just, they're just long enough where you're like, okay, get it over with after you know, because you're seeing the same animation over and over based on the units. Mm-hmm. So it really needs to be short and sweet in order to not feel repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that has a little ways to go. Uh, I also wish in ad, like in Advance Wars, all of the units were basic. They were the same, uh, as in they had the same sprites, but they were just varied by color of your team. In this one, 
each unit, they're the same units, but they have different sprites based on team. So if you're not super familiar, you may get confused as to, oh, I think I'm attacking this guy, but it's actually this type of unit. And it's, you know, the guy I'm attacking with doesn't have the strength that I thought against a specific unit. And that gets a little frustrating uh, if you're not well-versed yet. Obviously, that's a temporary problem based on how long you spend in the game. But if you're playing with other people, other humans, you know, it feels like it puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage right off the gate. Uh, but they're also addressing that with a a stats menu that they're implementing with the with, uh, coming up update. Mm-hmm. So... It seems like all of the issues that I have with it so far are already in the process of being addressed. They probably just weren't ready for the final build. I feel like they're common issues between uh, among people who play this style right. of game. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not like a nitpicky thing. These are things that are like it, they sort of affect the game long term if they went unfixed. So it's good that they're addressing them. Um. But yeah, that game, it's out. It's 20 bucks everywhere. If you are a strategy game fan at all, you got to play it. It's so good. It's so good. So good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, the Sea of Thieves patch came out this week that drops the size, file size. Oh, good. So it is a full re-download on whatever version you're on. So if you're on a data cap, you know, take that into account. But they are remarkably smaller file sizes. But they also rebalanced a whole bunch of stuff with the guns uh, in preparation for Arena. Um, so it feels a, a lot more built for combat rather than built for exploration and you may stumble upon combat, if that makes sense. Uh, and the changes all feel really good. So if, you're, if you haven't been into Sea of Thieves... I'm looking for a reason to go back into it. Now is a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also doing a, for the next like five or six days, a friends play free thing where if you have the game, you can go get codes to give to your friends and then you can all sail together. Mm-hmm. So it's a good chance to kind of expose people. And yeah, you know, see if these. Uh, also, I've been playing a crap ton of Apex Legends. Yeah, tell me about this. Yeah, so it was, like, a completely surprise drop. Um, Turns out Respawn, after being purchased by EA, has been working on a Battle Royale game based on the engine of Titanfall. And they just surprise released it this week. And, oh my god, it might be the best Battle Royale game ever made. I've heard people saying it's a legit threat to Fortnite. It's a legit threat to Fortnite, dude. It's yeah. better than Fortnite, in my opinion. Uh, first of all, it's made by Respawn, and that is Who the team great. that made Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4. They also made Titanfall 2. They also made Titanfall and Titanfall 2. So Titanfall they know 2 how to is shoot, really good. And they know how to make shooting feel really good. Yeah, and it translates in this game amazingly. Every gun, uh, I, I believe a lot of the guns, if not all of the guns, are from Titanfall 2. But... The shooting just feels great. Um, and it makes a lot of super duper smart quality of life changes to the Battle Royale formula that keep it really fresh. Uh, for instance, the the map has, because it's based on Titanfall, there's, you can't run on walls to the extent that you could on in Titanfall, but you can run up short walls to climb up 
Um, so as a result of that, there's more sense of verticality to the it's map like than you get in uh, Blackout or than you would get in... It's clambering, yes, but you can also run up the walls four or five steps before it's like, okay, you have to get down. Um, so you can... Oh, you damn can, it, I want this. Yeah, you can like semi-climb. Um, it's very fun. And because of that, the map was built with this sort of sense of verticality that... Games like, you know, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare that had, like, jetpacks, or even Titanfall that had jetpacks and double jumps and stuff, that was, there was a little too much verticality in that for my taste. It felt a little too not modern shootery. Mm. Um, but this has a very good balance of that, where I never feel like I don't know where things are happening because of that verticality, if that right. makes sense. Mm. So that's really nice. Um, the teams are more focused as in there are less squads and there are squads of three instead of four um there are 50, i believe it's 20 squads of three whole launch mm. and yeah and you can't go you can't play solos you can't play uh you know doubles or anything like that it is a three on three on three on three on three game uh and the reason for that is they built these characters almost like Overwatch characters where each character has unique traits uh, and unique abilities. Now, the shooting and movement is all the same for everybody. So on like a foundational first-person shooter level, everybody is the same. But where they differ is they all have assistive abilities. So, you know, one guy can drop up. They all have, they all have assistive abilities and they all have an ult. So just mm. like Overwatch, that kind of builds up over Interesting. the match. Yeah. Uh, so it gives them a lot of unique strategy and uh, variance to the gameplay to keep things really going. But mm. So you'll have things like there's one guy that's a tracker, so he can see, he'll see a bunch of icons on the screen that'll give info like, oh, there was a person here three minutes ago, they were bleeding, go this way. And so he can kind of track everybody that, that has been in the vicinity. Uh, and his ult is it will just straight up show him where dudes are for a short amount of time if they're in a specific radius. Uh, another guy will drop a portal as their ult. So you can kind of drop a starting portal and you'll run fast. And then you can drop another portal somewhere when your timer runs out. And so you can transport your whole team a long distance with no threat in a very short time. Um, all these kinds of things that just kind of beef up the characters and, and make the the way you can do team loadouts and the way you can input strategy into the game it's very cool and they all they don't have characters like like overwatch you know none of the characters are like oh i really care about this person's backstory but they all do have unique personalities uh, and they all have unique kind of driving factors that are kind of explained not really explained but um just do they show in their character so that's mm. cool too it, it it feels almost like a if Overwatch was a battle royale, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's amazing, dude. Does the does, so does the map constrict like uh, map constricts just like a normal battle royale? You know, the bubble okay. gets smaller over time. Um, that part is really no different. Uh, another cool thing is there is when you jump. It's not everybody kind of jumping on their own, mm. and you're kind of uh, communicating where you're landing. There's a jump master, so he controls the entire squad for that initial jump. What? 
And so oh. you're all kind of lined up. And so if he presses left, you all go left. If he presses right, you all go right. So he's kind of directing everybody. You can break off from that if you want uh, and kind of fly a drop on your own. But it just allows a very organized drop. Descent. Descent into, yeah. the, into the map uh, to get to the action so that you're together. Uh, because that togetherness is super key in this game. Right. Um, time to kill is a little different than other games like, you know, Call of Duty or, or PUBG. It feels like it takes a little longer, mostly because almost all of the, in my opinion, almost all of the gun clip sizes feel purposely too small to, to make you feel more tense. Right. Um, like almost every kill you'll come across, if it's not like a DMR or a sniper, you're pretty much on your last bullet of the clip when it happens. And I think that's intentional. Um, force you to get up there can you melee kill you can melee yep there's melees so it, it's uh, probably to like force you to either get good at aiming or like run up and engage i honestly i think it's just to increase tension mm -hmm. i think it's just to make the battle because the, the battles feel they're fluid and fast paced but tense in a way that i don't think fortnite or blackout are uh pubg's its own beast because it's really based on realism and stuff mm -hmm. uh this isn't this is really, this is almost like the, this is the battle royale for, hey, were you a fan of arena style shooters, but right. you want to play battle royale? That's what this game is. It's, That's cool. it's not like ultra realism, tactical camp in the bushes the whole time. You feel driven to move and collaborate with your squad and make things happen because the action parts are so much more fun than the down parts. Um, Man, yeah, it's really good. It looks really cool. It's I downloaded really it. I just it's, didn't check it out yet. It's so good. Um, it is EA'd, so you know it's free to play. All of this stuff is cosmetic for for multi transaction. So good skins, which all of the skins are really good. Way to take um, a leaf out of Blizzard book. <clears throat> character skins. There are not gesture. So like, you don't do like Fortnite dances and stuff. They, they don't have any, like, cheesy stuff like that or graffiti sprays like Call of Duty. But you do have um, fatality animation. So if you, when you drop somebody, oh, that's you have cool. the chance that's to kind cool of, like, twist. humiliate them by holding X. So almost like a Halo 5-style assassination, you'll kind of do this unique animation and then murder them, which is pretty cool. Um, you have the option of buying coins, and I will be the first to admit the cost translation for some of the content is steep mm. um you know some of the skins are like hey you want this skin that's almost 20 bucks worth of coins oh mm. yeah i mean but, i mean nearly everything is unlockable in game though the uh, problem and they is are they have already announced they were releasing like a fortnite style battle pass type thing which everybody expected um just really gets you different loot quicker and xp quicker sure. by doing that but it's and it is a free to play required. game yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it. They got, it. they got to monetize it. Absolutely. There's, there's people who will pay for that because they want that premium skin that not everybody has. So mm -hmm. I'm sure they have different prices for different tiers for people. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, no. That game is just – it's really good. I don't think anybody was expecting to be blown away this hard by a Battle Royale game after, mm -hmm. you know, the craze seemed to be pretty stable. It seemed like, okay, Fortnite was kind of the dominant, but – I, yeah, I really do think this game 
will give Fortnite a run for its money. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I've been playing a little bit of the Division 2 beta. Yeah, tell me about that. I want to know. You know the Division 1? Same. Um, <clears throat> you know the Division 1 after it got good? Yeah. So it's a lot more of that. So um, uh, Division 1, by the way, is on sale for $5 this weekend. Yeah. Is that a good deal? That's a really good deal. Division I've 1, read, dude, Division 1 now is a really good game, especially if you have people to play it with. Well, I read the single question because you're probably the only other person I would play it with. Are you playing it on PC? Uh, do you want me to? That's where I own it. Then yes. I would I play it there. It. I will own it on PC. Did you get the Gold uh, Edition with the Season Pass? I think that I have it all, yeah. I think that I have it all now. Does the Gold uh, Edition include the Season Pass? I, I can think Google the gold edition outside of the cast. It's fine. I think the Gold Edition includes everything. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's a lot more of what made the Division 1 post-update good. Um, there's a lot of variance to the gunplay and a lot of variance to the loot. The map feels... As cool as the New York thing was, it wasn't exceptionally varied. Right. You know, running up and down the same grid block mm-hmm. style thing was... It got old after a while. And there were sort of, you know, segments like parks and internal office buildings and malls and stuff uh, that kind of gave it a little bit of variance. But for the most part, you were running up and down these long streets that all kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. And this takes place in Washington, D.C. So while there is still that kind of metro vibe, uh, which still feels a little of like the little New York-y at a little bit of times, there's a lot more variance in places you're going uh, and a lot more openness which I think that this game really needed. Um, it makes the environments feel a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's <clears throat> if you play The Division, you sort of know what you're getting into. It's a lot more of that, which isn't a bad thing. It's good, good shooties, good cover-based shooties. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it stacks up against Anthem when it comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're definitely two very different types of game, and enemy style and movement and combat technique, but they are the same third-person loot-based shooter, so obviously there is that like kind of crossover competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game is a Tom Clancy-style game at its best, and I think Ubisoft maybe still has a little bit of the upper hand as they have a lot of experience already in this type of game, whereas Bioware, this is sort of like their first type of thing. Um... But I will say, whereas Anthem felt more like a Fantasy Star Online experience, which is amazing, right. it felt like Fantasy Star Online with jetpacks, which is really what I want, this game feels almost like a cover-based Borderlands, which is also great. So so you're probably going to get Division 2 when it drops? I'm in the opposite camp. I'm, I'm already... I just got my $15 credit, so I'm probably going to pre-order... I... I have commi- I have committed to probably only wanting to play one because of the time investment that it requires. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've decided which one I want to sink that time in yet. I can tell That's you, fair. I'm probably not going to get Anthem. The jetpack stuff in Anthem is just very fun. I, yeah. I, I have so much fun flying, and I like I like the in Anthem. I, like I said before, the worlds feel more open. But they still feel like giant hallways. Yeah. So it 
kind of feels like it's robbing you of the experience, whereas your feet are on the ground all the time in the division and you're running through kind of metro areas. So it feels rightfully hallway-ish. So mm-hmm. the way that they kind of place combat scenarios and filter funnel enemies into you feels a lot more like what may really happen in that situation as opposed mm. to fly here and there just happen to be these dudes waiting for you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a very nitpicky thing to, they have to, a... to have a complaint about, but it just feels like the division is maybe a little more like finely tuned in that sense. Probably. Like you said, it's the second one in the series. Yeah. Um, I read that there's like 19 changes coming to, uh, coming to anthem by release uh, really? and they, they already talked about different acts <clears throat> yeah. so they're going to call their like expansions acts i guess i don't know and, i know uh, that act one get... will drop in march i know i played the beta so it's it's hard to get a final judgment of what the gameplay is like but i felt like by the end of the beta i was doing the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over and over mm-hmm. um yeah, and I'm a little concerned, and I think that you know both these this game, both the division and Anthem will sort of live or die by their end game, just like Destiny. So it really comes down to hey, what what's that gameplay like? But I do feel like the way the mission structure in the division is feels a little bit more varied just from beta experience, and I don't know how I'm, we'll see how that translates into to final product for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm playing, dude. A lot hmm. of new stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, then let's talk about the news. The, the what will? I I couldn't hear you. The what? I think you know where this is happening. I I, I no, but I couldn't hear you. We're doing the what now? The news. Ba, 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 ba. <clears throat> in the world of PlayStation, so early in this generation. Microsoft would have chopped off its right arm to get a PR win. Let's be honest. Uh, so TV, when EA TV, announced... TV, 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 sports, 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 TV, TV, sports, sports, connect, connect, wave your hand. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when EA announced their EA access, you know, $5 a month, $30 a year, get access to this library of games... Uh, Microsoft was like, hey, we'll take that. People will sign up for that. Okay, cool. Uh, Whereas Sony was bullish, just like they've been all generation with cross-platform play. Well, the rumor is, according to what EA has said, that it may be making its way to PS4. Hmm. uh, Because EA said it's going to make its way to a major platform this year. And granted, it could possibly come to Switch, but there's not a lot of EA games on Switch, which leads me to believe it'll be coming to PS4. Uh, it won't be PC because PC has Origins access. So, yeah. Mm. That may be a thing that's happening with, in PlayStation. With the way Xbox is touting this Xbox stream technology that they're going to push out, mm-hmm. and the way that they're making these business partnership moves with Nintendo, I think there's no possible way we don't see some sort of streaming app drop on the switch to play xbox games when that comes out because they've already announced that hey we have the intention to bring xbox live to switch so it only yeah, makes I'll, sense that that would happen and I would that, be was, super that was one that. of the news points yeah yeah they said they uh microsoft well i'll just head on over into uh xbox because that was all sure. i have for playstation uh 
yeah, I mean, one of the big things was Xbox revealed it's called XDK, mm-hmm. and they plan on bringing Xbox from about Xbox Live from about 400 million devices to about 2 billion. By that, they mean Android, iOS, and Switch. Um, that's pretty rad. The coolest uh, thing about that to me is the idea that I can be playing on my Switch and hopefully potentially i could just hop in a voice chat party with my friends yeah. on wherever mm-hmm. because right now the voice the built-in voice chat solution for switch obviously sucks Awful. and they haven't said anything about addressing it no. um you know does that come down to nintendo's lack of that sort of networking experience maybe but if there is a person to be in bed with that knows that kind of shit it isn't uh, microsoft so yeah for sure. It would be super dope to have that on Switch, for sure. I also think it'd be cool to have achievements. I know, I know, I know. No, I agree with you. I like I, I, I like could, achievements, I could, though. I would enjoy some achievements. I, I don't know that I could see Nintendo allow... Like, I don't know that I could see Nintendo allowing achievements I mean, they're, they're to be placed ha- in their games on a sense of, like, I get on my Xbox achievement list and I see Breath of the Wild. You know what I mean? I don't. Right. I, I don't mean, know that, that I, I see don't, that being implemented. I don't think they're going to do their first party games, but it's open yeah. to third party games. So like right. Minecraft has it, and other games could follow suit if yeah, they really yeah, wanted yeah, to, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, as cool as it would be to have like achievements for Breath of the Wild, like at, at this point, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so February's Xbox Game Pass titles have been revealed, and Willie do. Mm. I'm excited for one of them. Do you want to know one of them? The first one. Yes. February 7th. What? Oh, shit. That means it's already out. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Ooh, I actually game. didn't expect that to make the list so soon. That's a great it's, game. That's the, that's that's the second that's one. The, that's the right? last one. That's the last one? That's the yeah. most recent one? Yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider was the second one. Huh. Seems really soon. No, hang on. No, hang on. Shadow Tomb Raider. Game. was the last one? No. Shadow of the Tomb Raider... Oh shit! It is. Was the last one, man? I'm telling okay. you. So here's a question. Yeah. If I didn't yeah, play Rise, Rise of the Tomb Raider, can I go into Shadow of the Tomb Raider without being confused as balls? Or yes, uh, yeah. Uh, my understanding mm. is that in so in in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it you gives you a brief recap. Did you play it? I did. That was like two years ago. It was a while back. It was a while ago. Wasn't yeah. it like last October? Yeah. I mean, it's like. Time sort of goes a little weird these days. Time keeps yeah, on slipping. News and shit. Anyway, oh, um, <laughs> I don't know what day it is. The uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider gives a little bit of a recap about what's going on, but it stages up its own new adventure almost immediately. Um, it does not rely on previous knowledge. The only thing you should really take away is that at this point, Laura <clears throat> Croft is fully damaged mentally by what has happened to her in the past um and is like sort of making her own way but in a dark new a dark new reality for her is that she is capable of these things that she didn't necessarily know that she was capable of and she carries a lot of weight on her shoulders at all times and feels responsible for a lot of the things that have occurred um so just know that she's coming in with a sort of dark darker past okay but it's great I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, I you also in, get yeah. The Walking Dead complete first season February 7th, yeah. Pumped BMX Pro February 7th, The Blob, okay, February 14th, Dude, Crackdown. Game, bro. It is. Crackdown 3 February 15th, 
and Batman Return to Arkham, February 21st. For Freezingtons? Uh, part of Games Pass. So yeah, oh, if you games, have Games Pass. Games Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have Games Pass any longer. Microsoft also revealed that players will finally get to see <laughs> if Warthogs are difficult to drive in person. Uh, they announced Halo Outpost Discovery, which is a 300,000 square foot traveling amusement park uh, packed with experiences from Halo. Uh, it's going to tour the U.S. this summer. It's going to land in Orlando, Philadelphia, Chicago, Houston, and Anaheim between July and September. They're really trying to bring that brand awareness back to Halo, which makes me happy. Yep. Uh, I also think that if there, if there's a better place to reveal info about Halo Infinite, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um... And then the last thing I had for Xbox, we already talked about Xbox Live coming to all those platforms. Yeah. Really making that they're really making that push and getting their ducks in a row for next gen. Yeah, yeah. which it, it um, makes me it makes me more like. I'm. I'm. Do I'm, you think uh, these would be decisions that Microsoft would be making if they were still in first place? Hmm. I do. I do. Yeah. I, I. I do because I think Phil really wants to take the Xbox experience. Even if they were on top, I think they would still want to go bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, as far as Xbox Live hitting these things, it really it does kind of sort of line up with Microsoft's sort of new push to be less of a product company and more of a services company. Exactly, because what we were talking about this yesterday, I was talking about my conflict of like going to Windows versus Mac OS and being right. like pigeonholed into you know Apple hardware, whereas you know Windows I can build my own wherever, um, and and. Uh, you know, we were talking about how Windows you used to pay for, and I was like, well, now Windows 10, if you get it with a device or you pay for it, you pay for it once, it's Windows 10 as a service. It's always right. growing, and that's what they're doing. You know, exactly. That's what they're going towards. Everyone's going towards this as a service, which I'm kind of eh about. Um, but, you know, we're always going to – I don't want to say always, but next generation, we're definitely going to have consoles as we have them now. But I think we're also going to have this as a service for those who want to pay for it and be like, oh, hey, I can play my Xbox game streaming to my computer while I'm away on vacation or on my phone or tablet while I'm away, you know, whatever. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, I definitely think we'll have Xbox baked into TVs too maybe, you know, mm. like the Xbox streaming experience. There, I, there will be partnerships. Now on Apple TV. Yeah. I mean it, mm. it doesn't really – not benefit anybody in this situation yeah it if you want it it allows if you don't you don't it allows microsoft to grow that base it allows nintendo to sort of i think shelve the criticism that they're going to be that they're getting from their lack of online innovation because like i've said many times at the end of the day Nintendo is a video game company. They are not a tech company, right. which is why they don't still don't have a lot of those implementations that everybody sees. Everybody sees as industry standards. Um, so by by allowing somebody else to kind of possibly shoulder the responsibility, or not even responsibility, just just to have some of that tech fall upon them, it will do nothing but help. And I think it will also. It's also going to force Sony into reevaluating their hesitance to embrace crossplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really now, hope they right address now, that soon. Right now, it's a VIP. They choose who they want, and a lot of devs are, have been calling them out on it these past couple weeks. Which just the thing is, is like you know, like you being excited about 
achievements being available. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of a unified account in all of these places that, you know, I'm paying, I'm paying one online sub and it's giving me access to everywhere. I'm much more likely to gravitate to that than remain loyal to this one service where I can only do this one specific thing on this one specific device when I can get almost an identical experience in a much greater scale uh, by going to to Xbox because it's adopting all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Right. That's tough though because you'd have to have – if you want one service across everything, you'd almost have to have all three – companies in on it so they all get their fair cut i think well i think you know you drop an xbox app uh, or integration into the switch and you just say oh i'm talking about like xbox on playstation kind of thing oh like, no no i don't think i don't think that, you'll that, ever see xbox on that'll never happen but i do think that we'll eventually see sony and microsoft open up the idea to oh you own the division two on this console and you own the division two on this console Okay, you can match make. It's fine. Yeah, um, I think that's where it's going. Especially with how everybody's implementing their own sort of in-game markets and stuff. In-game markets and just accounts within. You mm-hmm. know, like if mm-hmm. I can log into an account within my account, there's really no reason why you shouldn't be able to get that because the architecture is basically the same on both consoles. Oh yeah. So totally. Yeah. It's just code. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Moving to Nintendo, uh, combined sales of the SNES and NES Classics are already set to outsell the total lifetime sales of the Wii U, uh, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Like, Not that's, really. I know. Yeah, it's, no, it's no secret. Wii U was trash to uh, everybody. That it, it, bombed, it bombed hard, yeah. yeah. Um, February. Even, even my diehard Nintendo friends. like I sold mine. I mean, most, you know. Most of them didn't even like the Wii U. You know? yeah. They didn't even have the Wii. They didn't even play the Wii U. Like they just stuck on their 3DS. Wii who? Hello. February's latest additions to Switch's NES app are Super Mario Brothers 2 and Kirby's Adventure. Um, Pokemon Go. This is crazy. It's still com- performing incredibly well. So year over year, last year uh, they brought in in just January uh, 37 million. Uh, this January they're up eighty four percent with sixty eight point one million. That's a lot. That's I was talking to Erica like it blows my mind that they're still breaking in that much money on just mobile. Is insane mm-hmm. per month. Like wow. Um, so Pikachu's entered the entered the Funko Pop line. Uh, February twenty seventh, you'll be able to get one, hmm. and they're releasing what's called the Day of Pikachu. Well, fans can look forward to a brand new series of 12 Pokemon figures by The Funko. one person who would be excited about that is not at this cast. I know. Yeah. Shout out to Bromar. Fromar. He's in Florida. Fromar. Ha, ha, ha. Flomar. Ooh, Flomar. Um, so when Mario and Luigi's Bowser Inside Story plus Junior Bowser Jr.'s Journey, what a stupid name, uh, was released last month, some users encountered a game-breaking bug. Uh, found in the Nimble Woods, where if you would take Mario, walk off screen, and then go back to save, you couldn't do that, and you could never get, uh, you could never uh, be able to get Mario with Luigi. It was like this weird game breaking bug. Well, now they fixed it. Uh, version 1.1 has fixed it. Uh, even if you 
right into that bug, you'll be able to download the update and recover your save file and continue on like normal. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Um, Nintendo had their uh, you know briefing, uh, financial briefing, and they were talking about how they're really going to try and um, strengthen their core online experience um, because they said that uh, people have been opting more for for the like one month and three month online packages rather than the year, mm-hmm. um, which I find interesting because the year is so cheap. But again, I mean, if you don't care about cloud saves, you're not really getting a whole lot, and you're not an, if you're like me, and you don't really play games online. Like, what else does it really offer? You know, right? So look look forward to that. Uh, so Tris was talking yeah. about Apex Legends, and uh, that game has. I mean, done really well. Um, so, one million people played it within the first eight hours of release, which is nuts. Um, the studio said they're looking to add cross-platform play. However, cross-save and cross-progression probably won't be possible because they didn't build that back-end technology in place because they didn't think about it. Uh, but with it being AA, EA, I'm sure if it makes a lot of money, they'll you know find a way to make it happen. Um, speaking of EA, this isn't really news per se, but Battlefield Five did not live up to EA's expectations. Did you see and the at, expectations at, that they set for it based on and how only, much they got only seven point three million? That's still a good number. Solid, they said yeah. they expected to sell another one million. I'm like, what's another one million when you're EA? What was what did they project? I don't did know they project that. like eight, nine? Way, way more than insane. that. Like probably mm. like twelve. Yeah, that's because not gonna happen. EA. Yeah. Um, I mean, all that is is a like you you project those, those kind of numbers to your stockholders to boost your stock pre-release. Yeah. And then, honestly, yeah. that's probably why this game dropped when it did was. They needed a, a reason after multiple failures to yeah, get those stockholders out. Because mm-hmm. we like the, the the video game industry, especially the behemoths, are sort of in a quasi bubble burst phase. Yeah, where things are kind of just imploding all around them because they got so big and so unsustainable. Well, I mean that goes along with Activision, uh, Activision and Blizzard are uh, planning to cut hundreds of jobs. Sucks. Um, just Sucks was breaking everyone. news last night, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Bah, 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 bah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 has sold 5 million copies already in about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, good for them. Mm-hmm. I wonder if gig- Square sees those numbers and they're like, why didn't we get this out sooner? Probably. Why didn't um, we wait 12 years instead of 13? 2K Games has tapped Michael Cadre, whose past credits span Dead Space and Call of Duty, to help establish a brand new studio based in Silicon Valley. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Machinima is... I probably said that wrong. I'm sorry. Is uh, no more. They have officially closed their doors now, which is also sad. 81 people just abruptly lost their jobs. Um, and Ubisoft announced Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered will launch on PS4, PC, and Xbox One for 40 bucks. If you have the season pass of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you'll get it for free. That game needs a lot of remastering to yeah, make it good. 
<laughs> in 2019, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just the way that that game... The way that that game is structured is just daunting, especially in the early hours. So. Yeah. In deed in deed uh, that is all I got, kids. Yeah. Did you see the the company that did the voice chat tech for Fortnite on Switch announced that they're making that SDK available to everybody to use on yeah, Switch? Yeah, that mm. was that was well. That I think that's part of it being baked into Unity, is it not? Because uh, remember the guys who did the guys who made the Fortnite tech, they're part of Unity now. I think yeah, because I, I thought know. it I thought it was different news too, because the way it was like positioned as being like Switch, but I'm pretty sure that's the tech that's baked into Fortnite that Epic is okay. adding into the Unreal Engine itself. Either way, so yeah, that that'll more, be more for every platform. Then yeah, more companies that adopt that and make talking to your friends on. Switch games easier is better because not everybody wants to sit and use Discord. Yep. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Discord, which I love Discord, it's my, <laughs> one of my favorite online services. It's not always great experience when you're playing Switch with people and you can hear all of their audio coming in. Right. Yeah. Experience. Word. Uh, that's all I got, guys. So, uh, William. Mm-hmm. Take us home, baby. Do it. All right. Uh, well, thank you all very much for listening to our cast this week, episode 153. Um, I don't know, man. I, uh, <laughs> I do this all the time, and I usually wing it, but today I'm like, you know what? I think we've had fun. The most important thing is that you guys had fun, that you enjoyed talking to us about this. The best way that you can share your passion for gaming and or your opinions or thoughts and... Uh, things it's you might want to hear us keep about. Keep them to yourself. Keep them to yourself or wrap them around a can of soup and send them to Ted Cruz. What you can actually do is you can... Oh, um, Sending of soup. Really you like, like soup. mailing soup to Republicans. It's a whole thing. They really like soup. They feed on it. Anyway, listen. The whole point is that you can engage with us on Discord. We have our own Discord channel. We also are on Twitter. Our individual handle are in the description of every episode or you can follow us at Pixel Raider. We also have a uh, a number of other social media outlets, including, I think there's a there's an Instagram, there's a Facebook, if you like to follow on Facebook. Uh, we also have a website, pixelrader.com, if you weren't aware. And you can listen to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. And if it's not on one of your podcast outlets, let us know at podcast at pixelrader.com. Uh, and we can try to put ourselves on your podcast retail outlet of choice. Uh, we always do this for free. We do not do this uh, for uh, any kind of sponsorship deals, we are not paid. Uh, we just enjoy the love of the game, and we think that you do too, and you appreciate that about us. So if you would like to support us, there are a couple of ways you can do that. The easiest and freest is by going to iTunes and giving us a nice five-star review. Uh, it really helps get our name out there. You can also give our show a recommendation by word of mouth. Tell somebody about it. Let them know that we're hilarious and you want to listen again. Um, and if you'd like to support in a more monetary sense, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pixelrader, and join a donation schema. There are some nice benefits, uh, but mostly it just helps keep the light on here and uh, convince our wives that this is 
a worthwhile venture. So thank you very much for supporting us, for continuing to listen to us, uh, and engaging wherever you'd like to engage with us about video games and video game news. That, I believe, is the spiel. Uh, so thank you guys. Oh, I'm sorry, well, I fell asleep. And I'll see you guys next week. Later, guys. <laughs> Have a good, warm week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Tristan, say bye, damn it. I said it. Bye.